Ladies and gentlemen, before I start Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts for this week, I would like to mention some audio problems we had with this episode. You see, when we record Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, I record audio as well as Bill in two separate files. And unfortunately, mine for this episode did not catch. Bill's did, however, there's a very bad echo in some parts of this on my side that I cannot fix, so I would like to warn people about this ahead of time. And now, on to the show. You're listening to Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, Season 2, Episode 11, titled... Go show. Gosh, Bill, it's me, your friend Mickey Mouse. Ah. <laughs> oh, I wish I was still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> this week on Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, we learned a lot about Riku. He takes a nap, he develops a weird sense of smell, and lots of stuff happened. It's it's Riku's side of the story. Mm-hmm. And he can shake hands with his with someone else's heart. We've learned that too. <laughs> you know what, Bill? I, I come on here every time, and I'm like, "Here's Kingdom Hearts." I think this is one of the rare times that I'm like, "Oh yes, this." Some of the dialogue here is just insane, and I'm not saying that Kingdom Hearts uh, has terrible dialogue, but right. like that's the that's the thing that to me through the upcoming 20 years has held this series together at least for me is yeah it's a it's a game that has mickey mouse donald duck goofy and uh, i get to one in particular but and i don't i wish i would have brought up more in the past now that i'm thinking about it another good one that we talked about earlier in this season was you know we're in like some disney world meeting the queen of hearts Mm-hmm. It's this really weird balance of, hey, here's some really funny kid fun Disney stuff, family friendly Disney stuff. To what does that even mean? Yeah. All right. So, give me your first impressions of Riku's story overall. Overall, before we get into the uh, the dive of your half hour. I thought it was an interesting premise. Um, I like that here we have, basically it's like, kind of like a pick your own adventure, except you have to do the first story first to get to the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. Cause it wouldn't work the other- as with Sora. You know, I'm not saying that Soar's was a bad story. It was a good story. It's just there were some twists and turns along the way to get to the point where with Riku, you just get right to the point, right from basically the beginning, almost. Yeah, I mean, he wakes up and and some voice talks to him and basically you start to... Get a sense that hey, where he, where's Riku, and you know you really get a sense of okay, this really is going to be a Riku story and not just a you know ten to fifteen minute thing, mm-hmm. and then it's done. 
So go ahead, let's do the recap. Here we go. All right. So we begin with Riku sleeping. Right. It's such a fun way to begin a, a video game. I, I mean, I considering get... the last time you saw him in the realm of darkness. Yeah, I actually have no complaint about this. Okay. So, uh, then a voice wakes him up, and it's a deep voice, and he's like, You can't have both sides. You can't go have the dark and have the light. You can only have one or the other. And this kind of confuses Riku as like the last, you know, because the last time we saw him, he ended up being trapped with Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. So basically this voice tells him you have to pick if you want to be in the dark or be in the light. So he gets out of wherever he is. Right. Because they never said where it was. No, and now I'm not thinking about it. I don't know if I, they ever do. At first, I thought, it honestly, I thought it was like just a random cloud. But thinking of it now, I think it was something else. Like another yeah. place. So. so Riku starts walking around and he's continuing to talk to this voice and is like I don't want the dark side I don't want to be there anymore and eventually Riku goes back to the Bastion right Hollow Bastion yeah and he continues to talk to the voice and I think one of my favorite things is he's yelling at the voice and at one point says hey I'm asking you a question yes and the voice says to him how he was put here because this was the last place that he was at when he was with Maleficent, which is kind of true, actually. Right. So he goes into the library where Bell was in the previous, um, in the previous game, even though it's still the same game. But you, you guys get it. Right. I mean, it is the previous game. It's And this is what's weird is I, the first stage here that you're going to is basically one of the last stages in the first game. Right. So he goes in and what we find out is that this library was actually Riku's room while he was with Maleficent. Mm-hmm. And the voice has one of the best lines of the, I think, of all of season two. And it didn't make me laugh out loud, but in my head I was laughing. It was like, you left your your home. You deserted your friends. But you got a nice room. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, thanks for the compliment. It's like if you decide to, you know, like if you run away, it's like, you left your family. You left your friends, but you found a box to sleep in. Right. It's kind of like that. Um, Which Riku definitely rejects. He's like, no, this is not the memories that I wanted. Right. And, and I think at one point here, he's like, I want to go to the light. And, I, and I'm thinking like, eh, not too many people say that out loud. I True. wouldn't. <laughs> True. 
So he continues to look around and, well, there's nobody there. He sees nobody. And the voice explains to him that because he had gone to the dark side, basically, that anybody that was in his life is gone. Like, it's basically, they do not exist. Right, because if you think about even in the first game, while Sora is out there making friends with Hercules and Winnie the Pooh, Riku is mostly bonding with the Disney villains. Right. So, he then goes into this room, and there's Maleficent. So it's so my first thought is, oh great, she's back from the dead. Uh, <laughs> like, how many times can you bring back this character? But what we find out is that this is a figment of Riku's imagination. Mm-hmm. So it's Maleficent, but it's not really Maleficent. And he's pretty bummed to see her. Yeah, he is. So... They have a back and forth talk, and at one point, Maleficent tells him that the last person that he has to get rid of, of like everyone that was on the dark side that was in his life, is him. Right, because he's basically saying if if he's gonna he wants to fight the darkness and he's gonna take all of every everyone that's in darkness down. And then mm-hmm. she goes on to say, well, if you're going to do that, make sure you take care of yourself as well, because he's mm-hmm. darkness. So they have a battle. Riku wins, and he gets the Dragon Maleficent card, which I actually kind of like, because it's a cool-looking card. Right. So now... Riku gets back to Castle Oblivion and the voice is talking to him again and then we see who the voice is and it's Ansem Mm -hmm. and Ansem tries to convince uh, Riku to come back to join him to basically finish what you started But Riku's like, no, I won't do it. I'll never do it. And even though it's like, you have a lot of darkness in your heart. And then, all of a sudden, here comes this floating light. Well, this is after Riku gets knocked down by Ansem. Yeah. Like, it looks like he's in trouble and now Ansem's going to get him now. Mm -hmm. So here comes this floating light. And he goes into Riku's chest, and then you hear this voice. Oh, Riku, you don't have to fight with darkness. You can fight with the light. Oh, you don't have to remember what we did. Oh, hot dog. <laughs> so now I'm thinking to myself, a light ghost version of Mickey might be one of the best things ever. Isn't it, though? Like, I remember first playing this is like, oh, is this what we're doing? Also, how crazy is it that... So this part of the game, when Riku fights Ansem, mm-hmm. it's only the tutorial 
Right. And again, it feels very weird because in the first game, Ansem is the final boss. Mm-hmm. It is. So after he beats Ansem, Ansem uh, strikes Riku with a bit of his own dark power to go into Riku. So now he has the light and the dark in his body. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like the two forces are going to collide inside Riku's body. Right. For basically what is control of Riku. Now let me throw this in real quick just to give you a bit better understanding of something that you might not have gotten from the the video. Okay. So obviously in the first game, Sora's playing with the cards and that's how he fights and you can get cards like Simba and Cloud and Genie and all of them. Well, again, going back to the whole Riku never made any bonds with any of those people, the way the darkness works for him is that's one of his powers that he can use during battle because that's basically in place of having a variety of different cards that Sora would have. Right. Okay, so then we go into another room and we actually, or I actually meet new characters. So if I mess it up, please correct me. Sure. Although you knew one of them. Yeah, we knew one of them, but the other two are new. Right. So we have Zexion Mm -hmm. and... There's no Lex- way you're getting it. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. I'm just gonna call him Try Lexus. 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 Okay. I'm just gonna call him Lexus. Okay. So then they are met by Vexen, and Vexen gets annoyed at one point because Lexus made this like really good comment, and he's like, "How dare you? You are number six in the order." And then um, Lexus tells them that he has, like, he felt a feeling. And the first one was Maleficent. But then he explains that it wasn't the real Maleficent. It was, like, the, like I told you, the spirit, the, the, uh, the imagination of right. Maleficent. So then we get cut off from their conversation, and Riku is walking. And wait, wait, hold on. He says in it that he he does say Maleficent, but then he also says he has the scent of someone else. Right. Which is going to be kind of important for a little later. So Riku's walking, and then we see the light again. And it's like, Riku, uh oh Don't be afraid. And we see that it's Mickey. But it's like, is it ghost Mickey? Is it spirit Mickey? Is it... uh, Imagination Mickey? Mickey? Yo. So, basically, Mickey has this conversation with Riku about how he has somebody on his side and how... If it wasn't really for Riku from the last game, 
you know, they wouldn't have saved the the, the world that King Mickey was in. Mm-hmm. So then they do a hand. Well, yeah, they do a handshake, but it's like a okay, I'll shake your hand, but it's like in the air, kind of. It goes right through, like it yeah, goes. it does, it does. So it's like it's an official handshake, but and according no to Mickey, they shook hands in their hearts. Yes, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> so now. We get back to Lexus telling them about Riku and how he's there and he started from the basement of Castle Oblivion. And Vexen is interested in this. So he wants to go see Riku. And I believe this is where Riku is like, it smells like darkness here well hold on i want to i want to just backtrack a little bit here okay to say the best line from well actually no you're right i'm sorry i think the riku thing happens first go ahead continue so riku has that weird line and then vexen pops up and vexen is like or no riku's like you're part of ansem's group aren't you and he's like well you're half right, but you're half wrong. Okay, you ready, are you ready for the line yeah. now? Because I'm pretty sure it was yeah. said after this one. Yeah. All right, the line is... I, I just You, as someone that's watching this for the first time, I want your reaction to this line, all right? Okay. He is Ansem, and he is not Ansem. Perhaps a nobody best conveys the idea. <laughs> what a weird line. What a weird line that is. Do you even what what do you even take away from that? Meaning you, Bill. What do you do? Um I I think it's like I, I, I guess what he's trying to say is this is Ansem, but it's also not Ansem. <laughs> I, I I guess is the way to go with this. You know what? I think I might try doing like for each episode from here on out. Uh, if there is one, meaning if there's a ridiculous line like this, I'm going to just single it out and say, Bill, just give me your thoughts, even if it's, I don't have a clue. Right. <laughs> so, Riku and Vexen fight, and Ve- or, uh, Riku wins. But as we see at the end, like after you're done fighting... There's this one last part where Riku goes for Vexen, but Vexen uses his shield to block him off. And Vexen then goes, well, I've got everything that I need. And he just disappears. Mm-hmm. So it's like, huh, what did, I wonder what he means by he got everything he needs. So... Then we go back to Lexus and he talks about how Namine is being used to trick Sora's heart and his memory and how that is going good as of this point in time. Right. And now they're going to try to trick with Riku's mind. 
And then we get the battle that I didn't really know I wanted until I got it. <laughs> okay. So here comes Riku in, and then all of a sudden, there's Riku. So we find out that the second Riku was made by Vexen because he took all the information from his fight with Riku to create this version of Riku. So this is where the birth of Riku comes. That's why he called Riku. And they try to have a fight and at one point the real Riku jumps up, takes his sword, hits Riku on the head, and the fake Riku just uses his powers to push him away as if that shot had no effect whatsoever on him. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird because I'm like, okay, anytime someone gets a sword through the head, they're pretty much dead. And here, it's just, nope, boom, you're gone. So, basically, the fake Riku wins the battle, and he just goes walking off as he's going to go, you know, be Vexen's kind of, like, pet toy, and mess with Sora and them. Which we all know what happens in that story. Right. And that's where my 30 minutes end. Now, are you surprised that this is coinciding with the Sora story and it's not like before or after it? I am. Because I thought, I thought for sure this would have been like Riku's story of maybe him thinking he's going to redeem himself. But instead, it's almost like this journey of maybe Riku's gonna go get back with Sora, but in the process, he has all these different obstacles to get through to beat, you know, to try to get to his point. And now that he has Mickey shaking his heart, (laughs) <laughs> or, you know, shaking hands in his heart, um, it kind of is go. It's going to help him go through. Get try to be stronger. Right. So, and after he meets Mickey, that is the only non-attack card that he gets. Like, yes. I, like I mentioned, how Sora had, you know, Simba and different magic powers and mm-hmm. all of that. Riku on their end just basically has attack powers and and Mickey, who yeah. to be fair is extremely powerful. If I remember correctly, if you have one Mickey, he just heals you. If you have two Mickeys, they he stuns and heals you. And then three Mickeys gives you he stuns, heals you a good amount, and also damages all the enemies on the screen. Right. So it's it does make up for all of you know, the lack of Riku having other friends as cards. It does. So, all right, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll go with theories and predictions for Riku's story. 
This is Jim along with Bill, and this is Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts. And I just want to say that you can find me at that'spodcasting.com, the website, and that's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. Bill, where can people find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at House of Bill and at Instagram at MrBilliam85. All right, and we're back, Bill, Riku's story part one, I guess, because it's a three-parter for this one. In the books, what did you think, as well as theories and predictions? You know, part of the story was kind of what I thought it would be with Riku, that he would have to deal with darkness, but the other part of me was about half the time like I didn't see that coming I didn't see that coming I didn't see that coming <laughs> I mean the the thing with Ansem it kind of made sense early on so that didn't really surprise me but like the whole this is how I made fake Riku this is how you know, I think of Maleficent. This is what Mickey Mouse has done for me, you know, to help me. Right. So it's kind of, it, it it's not, it is a mix of emotions, but it's not a high mix of okay. emotions. Um, were you expecting a Riku-Mickey Mouse friendship? Um, if I was... I was thinking maybe the next part would have been in. That Mm -hmm. would have been in. I didn't expect... I did not expect it to be this early. Right. I thought it would have been in part two. And and what are your your overall thoughts on Mickey Mouse? Only because really in Kingdom Hearts 1, if you remember correctly... He had, what, a total of maybe three lines, maybe four? Yeah. Whereas this time, it looks like he'll at least have a few more. Like a, it's, I, I would say it's probably a bigger role for Mickey. And so, I mean, in some ways, you, it isn't because he's more major. Like, he's, hey, you beat the first game. Here's Mickey, who you've been building up for for an entire game. But I think in terms of, like, dialogue and closeness to the story i think you can expect more in the next two parts and i actually kind of like that because the whole first game like part of the story was we've got to get to the king we've got to get to mickey and you do that at the end we're here and I guess I'll have I'll use a Star Wars reference. Mm-hmm. He's kind of Riku's Obi Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So I like that we got to see more of Mickey, and I hope we get to see a little more of him in the next two parts. Right. Speaking of the next two parts, so let's get your theories and predictions. Now remember, this is a shorter. Shorter stories than Sora's. Like I said, mm-hmm. that's going to be done in three episodes. This one is part of those three episodes. Okay. I don't have any theories. Okay. 
because I think this is a not theory video. Okay, so you think it's more of a straightforward story? Yeah. Okay. My prediction is at some point, Riku will fight Friku again. Okay. That will happen at some point. That's fair. Again, you have two episodes for it to happen. Which, before I forget, in the last episode of the season, episode 13, your board of love and hate is coming back for the second time. So I just want you to be aware of that. And next episode, we'll probably get to recap who's currently on there Mm -hmm. leading into episode 13. Um, Oh, so one other thing I want to mention just to say before you go into the next episode. One of the reasons that this video from Gamers Little Playground is is short, meaning an hour and 30 minutes, is, well, the Riku story is shorter in general, but Riku goes to all the same worlds that Sora does. Right. However, much like I said, I think at least two times on this episode, Riku didn't have the experiences that Sora had Mm-mm, in no. those worlds. It's, I mean, especially when you think about he wasn't even in Atlantica and Halloween Town. So basically, all that consider in game wise, all he really does goes there, fights a bunch of enemies, and then fights whatever Disney villain was there, whether it was Ogie Bogie or. Um, in Neverland, obviously, Captain Hook. Right. So there's, unlike Sora, where, you know, Sora would go and have the Hercules world, and there would be a race with Cloud, and there were, like, three parts to it, there's none of that with Riku, because he didn't have those experiences. That's one of the reasons why the Riku story is so short. Okay. So even though you're not going to see it on screen, he does go to all those worlds that Sora went to, Right. Except it's not worth putting in the video because it's not like him and Ursula have dialogue at all. Mm-hmm. It's just he's... That's, the I think, the main reason for his declaration with Maleficent saying, I'm going to destroy all the darkness. Yeah. Because they needed to give him a reason to... Why is he going to Olympus? Oh, that's mm-hmm. why, you know. By the way, um, real quick question for you, Bill. Okay. So, we've gone to all the Sora worlds already, and I should have asked this in an earlier episode, but I'm asking it now. Do you remember what world was not included that was in Kingdom Hearts 1 that was not included in Chain of Memories? I believe I do, actually. Okay. Because... I had to I, I had to think back because we went back to Wonderland, went back to Atlantica, we went back to Halloween Town, uh Neverland we went back to, Agrabah we went back to. The one that we did not go back to was Tarzan's world. That is correct. I was just curious if you noticed that at all. I was actually kind of glad because it's like that level did not need to be revisited in this game. Mm-hmm. If if it happens in the next one, okay, I understand. But in this, in in Chain of Memories, that that world did not need to be revisited. Yeah, it's just it was just I remember playing and thinking it was really weird because it's based on memories and Sora was definitely there. 
Maybe Sora just wanted to forget about <laughs> he it. He wanted to forget his fight with Donald and Goofy, who he wound up fighting with anyway later on. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't fight with Goofy at Deep Dungle. That was more of a him versus Donald situation. Yeah. And and really, I guess he just yelled at Donald and Goofy in Chain of Memories. Yeah. So. All right. Next time on Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts, we continue with the Riku story.